Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Welcome to episode 11, entitled, It's Time to Start Seeing. In Mark 8, Jesus asked his disciple a very hard question. He says, do you not yet see and understand? And that really stuck out to me. I think for those of us who've walked with Jesus for a long time, but still struggle with faith and believing and hope, we're afraid he could ask us that same question. Last week in episode 10, I shared about the healing of the blind man in Mark 8. And this week, I just happened, you know, coincidence, It's it, God doesn't control anything or anything. So coincidentally, I was in Mark 8 for my quiet time. And I've just been reading through Mark. And I think because I just used that um, healing story as an example in last week's episode, this whole chapter took on a whole new meaning. And I saw applications out of that that I had never seen before. And I couldn't wait to share them with you this week. If you remember the blind man that Jesus heals in um, in the second half of Mark 8, um, it doesn't happen all at once. He does some healing and the man can't quite see He sees better, but he doesn't see great. And then he gets a second healing. Okay, so that's there. But now let's go back to the backstory of all that leads up to this question. And then that interesting healing. The beginning of Mark 8 starts with a second miraculous feeding. This time, it's not as big of a deal. There's only 4,000 people that Jesus feeds out of a little bit of bread and a little bit of fish. And they don't collect 12 baskets of leftovers. They collect seven. But amazing things have just happened again. The disciples have been right in the middle of it. They're the ones who picked up the leftovers. The crowd is pressing in. So Jesus wants to take his disciples on a boat, get away from the crowds out in the water. And on the way of getting into the boat, there is a group of Pharisees that come up and start questioning him and starting to, you know, try to trap him and and make him look bad in front of the people. And it says that Jesus' response was this. He sighed deeply in his spirit and says, why does this generation seek for a sign? I never want to make Jesus sigh deep in his spirit. But he sets off in the boat with the disciples and he has this great opportunity. They've just had all this bread and now we've had this thing with the Pharisees and he wants to teach his disciples an object lesson using the bread and talking about beware the Pharisees they are like the leaven in the bread, but his disciples can't hear him. You know why? They forgot to bring lunch. Only one loaf of bread had made it on the bread on the boat with all those disciples. I mean, think about it. They had just collected seven huge baskets of leftovers. Can you imagine all the blame going around and the finger pointing about who was responsible for getting the bread? And I got the bread last time. You were supposed to get lunch this time. They couldn't hear what Jesus was trying to tell them. And at that moment, Jesus asked them, do you not yet see? Or understand? Do you have a hardened heart? Here they were with him in the boat and they couldn't see. They were sitting with the man who didn't need anything but a few loaves to feed 4,000 people and they're worried about lunch. 
it was time for the disciples to start seeing. And that's what stuck out to me. It's time for me to start seeing. He's in the boat with us. Jesus is in our lack. He is in our hard. He's in our happy. He is our greatest gain. Why are we worried about small things like what am I going to eat for lunch? So at this point, the boat lands on the other side of the Sea of Galilee and they get out. And that's where the blind man healing begins. Think about it this way. Here he was, he was a blind man and Jesus comes up and he starts to heal him. For some reason, it doesn't heal all the way. And I've always wondered why, but now I kind of wonder if there's not an amazing object lesson in the way this was healed. He went from blind to being able to see people that look like trees. I mean, that's a big improvement from not being able to see at all, but it wasn't a complete healing. And I started to wonder if most of us don't just meet Jesus, get a little bit of him, things get a little better and we decide that's enough. I mean, we don't want Jesus to mess too much with our lives. We don't want to give him everything and we never start completely seeing. But you know what? I'm too old to be satisfied with that. Maybe that's one of the gifts of this second half of life as we begin to see how many temporal things we valued over eternal I don't want to put up with seeing people like trees. I want clarity. I want crystal clear vision. I want to stop missing Jesus and the work he is willing to do right in front of me, worrying about something little like the fact that I'm hungry. This chapter goes on and has more to it. First, Peter declares Jesus as Messiah and he gets praised for that. Jesus starts then teaching about the suffering that is to come. And Peter rebukes him. Can you imagine? I don't know if he's feeling proud about having got the right answer for the who am I? Who am I? And who do you say I am? Well, you're the Messiah. Okay. Now that I figured that out, I can say things like Jesus don't talk like that. Well, he gets, Peter gets um, a pretty good awakening when, when Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You're not setting your mind on God's interest. You're putting your mind on man's interest. And maybe that's why Peter was still seeing people like trees walking around because he hadn't gotten fully healed. And then Jesus gives us exactly how we can go from half healed to fully healed in the end of Mark 8. First, it's to set my mind on God's interest. But then I need to decide to follow Jesus. I'm going to have to deny myself. I'm going to have to pick up my cross and then walk right after him. But that's how I can see. I don't have any time to waste. I don't want to save my life anymore. I don't want to worry about what I have and what I don't have. I want to lose my life for Jesus and then let him save it. I want to give my life for the gospel and let all that is worthwhile and valuable be found in Jesus. I don't want to gain the world at the expense of my soul. Are you like me? Do you think it's time to start seeing clearly? How will we follow Jesus if we can't see him in order to walk behind him? 
If we see him like a tree stumbling around in front of us, we won't know the difference between him and somebody else that's leading us in the wrong direction. We're going to have to get fully healed in Jesus. So if you want to join me in this prayer, Jesus, I can't see clearly. I see things that need to be done, but it's like trees moving and I can't discern what you want me to do next. I submit myself to you. I don't want to be satisfied with a half healing anymore. I want to see, believe, follow, take up my cross, lose my life for you, lose my life for the gospel. Amen. Hey, sister, let's follow hard and let's see what amazing things that Jesus will do in the second half of our lives. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, SusanKMessias.com to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet.